How to launch your podcast? How important is a podcast name? Is shorter shows better? Is it more important to be creative or descriptive? And some listener comments. Well, welcome to the Speaker Live Show. This is episode 177 for January 23rd, 2018. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Speaker Live Show today. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the VP of Podcaster Relations at VoxNest that operates Spreaker, and this is the official podcast of the Spreaker platform. Thanks for downloading us uh, or just clicking play out there somewhere on the internets. I have on the line here on my Skype connection through Spreaker Studio software is uh, Mr. Alex Exum who's the host of Live Talk and the XM Experience podcast on Spreaker. He's a real-world uh, Spreaker user and podcaster and uh, has built quite a following with his Live Talk show. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Rob. Glad to be here, and thanks for plugging Live Talk. I yeah, appreciate you, that. And uh, the bet. You bet. I mean, we're all about trying to drive attention to shows that are on, on Spreaker, and we're going to be doing more of that in the coming year. And so, you know, send us your your audio promo for your show, and we'll get it played on the air here. We haven't had anybody send us uh, too much audio promos yet, but we would love to get your your audio promo. I mean, if you go into your show and just take a snippet out of your episode, um, just go ahead and send it over. Because I'm sure at the beginning, I mean, Alex, most people at the beginning of their show at least say what their show is about and and uh, pull that out of there. I mean, this show, just to let you know what we focus on here is we try and give you great ideas about how to improve your show and be a better podcaster and do the things that will help you be successful with your show. So that's what we're all about here. And that's what we're going to focus on today is talking about some basic kind of things about um, uh, what you need to think about and what uh, we recommend that you do um, in various aspects of uh, your podcast. So hopefully we can be helpful to you as you um, plan your show and develop your show if you're new to podcasting or if you have an existing show some of these things can be helpful for you too we do this show live every wednesday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern from speakerliveshow.com so it's a real easy url to find the show and you can also get us in the google podcast app on android uh, the smart speaker platforms we're also available there speaker live show app on android and ios and Obviously, you can get us in the, uh, the the main listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, and all those places to find us. So you're obviously finding us somewhere. If you found us on the web somewhere or off of our audio player, then I like I said, I appreciate you coming in and, and listening to the show. And certainly, we want your feedback, too, so you can add that to our, our show page and and give us feedback, comments, suggestions, whatever you want to share with us. And you can certainly send me an email, rob at spreaker.com, and we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to send us uh, an MP3 file, you're certainly welcome to do that. It can be pretty much anything you want to, um, um, from giving us feedback to a show promo or whatever you want to do on the audio side, too. We'd love to have that. So, um, Alex, uh, let's... Let's talk about uh, uh, a little bit here. This past weekend was PodCon up here in Seattle, and it was a big event, about 3,000-plus attendees uh, from fans to podcasters all converging on each other and to the Washington State Convention Center. It was quite quite an event. So did you hear about it or see um, stuff going on online about the, the show, and what do you think 
of podcast? Uh, no, only what you've told me because oh, okay. uh, I wasn't planning on attending. So, no, I didn't know that they had anything. Did they stream anything online? I don't believe so. But okay. there was quite a bit of Twitter activity about the event. And I. Well, I, I saw the Spreaker. Well, I did, yeah. I right, liked on. Right. I think I, you know, the Spreaker booth you guys had showed. What's his name? Oh, my God. Not in, is it in, not Antonio. Sergio. What's, what's Sergio? Sergio, um, being yeah, I tried the booth. to bait him all weekend long to do more, more crazy stuff in the booth. But I, what I got him to do was what he, what I presented. Right, I, I was trying to get him to jump in the air and do all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but you know, we were trying to have a lot of fun with with what we were doing in the booth there. And you know, he's such an expressive personality, so we wanted to bring that out of him, and and we got a little bit out of him. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I didn't see him j- doing anything outrageous. I just saw him smiling. He looked, you know, very friendly and happy at the booth. And right, right. you put a little caption there. Um, right. But did you have the whole team there? Was everyone there? was there? actually a total of four of us at the event. So it had okay. Sergio and Alessandro and, um, and Jonathan, who's our new head of Oh, conference. Jonathan. Okay. I right, thought it was right. uh, okay. Yeah. the people yeah. I met at the other. Uh, uh, and wait, he's, is he formerly, what, where is he from? Jonathan? Not from Jonathan, yeah, like he's a former kind of uh, radio producer um, out of Europe. So he's he had a successful podcast. He's actually been on this show. I had him on as a as a guest here a couple of weeks. But ago. he's new. I've never yeah met yeah. Him. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, he's the new guy. He's the new guy. Okay, right, right. So he's working cool. really so- ag- really aggressively in the company right now, trying to drive attention to great shows on the Spreaker platform. So we're. We're doing things like trying to get shows into, you know, uh, as suggested features into some of the big platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and things like that. So we're we're really aggressively pushing forward a, a program of trying to promote uh, podcasts that are hosted on Spreaker to get as much attention and exposure and audience as we can. Um, because as we look to the future, and I've, I've been saying this on the show for a while, that this year is going to be about growing audience, and we have to do a better job of uh, across the industry. But each of us, as platforms, um, hosting platforms, need to, you know, put some more energy into this to help shows grow and help shows become more more successful. Um, I'll, you know, I think that there's some danger that people will get. Um, disenchanted with the medium because it's not growing fast enough and and you know we want to keep the flow of new shows coming in and people excited about the medium and grow the medium so so this is an important part and i i we're going to talk about it a lot more if you look you know to this next year and as you can see i'm talking about it now so it's it's an important thing and i i think it's important to a lot of other companies in the space too so uh podcon was a great event had lots of Lots of people there. It's it's really the biggest event in Seattle. Seattle hasn't really been known as a podcast hub of any sort, so it's uh, it's it's where I live, and so I would love to bring more attention to the medium up in that area. I know podcast movement is, you know, he, they're always looking for a cool place to have an event. So I mean, it would be great to have those guys up there too. Who knows if that will ever happen? But uh, it would be great to have you know, Seattle's a great place in August. You know. <laughs> So, I'd like it if you had it up there because that's right? a quick – it's a cheap, quick flight from uh, L.A. I'm, I'm sure a lot of podcasters in L.A. wouldn't mind. Yeah. And uh, I've got a cousin. i got family that lives up there so I can yeah, I mean, it's a skip great, the hotel. It's a, <laughs> it's a great place to be in the summer months. So, I mean, I think it would be a great – because they hold their event. I think it would be a better place than Orlando in July or August. 
It's going to be brutal. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people brutal. talking about that at, uh, at PodCon about, because the guy, the, the two guys that founded Pod, um, Podcast Movement were at the show exhibiting at PodCon. So, so I guess it's going to be air conditioned. I wouldn't I know, worry too I, much about it, I'm, but people will leave the, the hotel. That's for sure. <laughs> well, but that's what I think people do. They go, well, I'll make a vacation out of it. Right. And they want to go to, you know, Disneyland or Disney right. world rather. And, and, you know, maybe do whatever. But I mean, you know what it's like once you get there, you're so busy. You can't really. Yeah. Well, me personally, can't... that's right. So, well, but anybody who's going to spend that like, yeah. a couple, you know, it's like a grand by the time you pay the ticket, the food, the travel, the Ubers, all that. And if you're there for the full three days, I mean, it's going to cost you some coin. You want to like get something out of it. Are, are you yeah. going to really want to go sightseeing when you, you got business to do? Right. I, I'm just talking as a, even a podcaster. Like, well, you want to go there and learn. Maximize right? it. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, you want to go there and learn, get better, um, network, um, you know, uh, meet people that maybe you've heard their podcast and pick their brains a little bit. And, and that's part of what that's, well, that's a lot of what I do at the event as I work my, you know, the speaker booth there, which we'll have again, uh, just like what I did this, this weekend is just talk to a lot of podcasters and, you know, really listen to what they want and what they need and help them achieve their goals. And that's, that's what, that's really what my job is as a podcaster relations person for the platform is help people be successful. And cause that, I mean, to be quite honest, that that's what keeps people hosting with us and, and uh, wanting to stay with us and being positive about our platform and what we can do for them. And hopefully they'll, they'll share that with others and we can get more content producers on the platform. And, and um, you know, it's always great to have successful shows and people that are happy and, and excited about what they're doing. And we want to keep that momentum going. So anyway, oh, that's what I, that's what I yeah. like about Spreaker. That's what I yeah. like about Spreaker as a brand. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and it's something that I've, cherished about the company for for many many years now so but uh well let's let's move on and talk about our first topic here uh how do you launch a podcast right and so when i'm talking about launching a podcast what, what i'm really talking about is you know what do you do in the early stages and then right up to the point of actually you know pushing that publish button um that actually makes your first full episode go go live and what what should you do just kind of like step by step um, to make that happen? And Alex, let, let's just run through the the list um, based on what we have here. Uh, what do you think the first thing that somebody that wants to launch a podcast should should do? Plan your content right. would probably be number one. I mean, what's the show going to be about? Who's it going to be for? Who's the audience right. type thing? Right. Um, and I think most people, at least when I first started. I just kind of had a concept like this is what I kind of want to do. And most right. people, I think, start by emulating something they've already heard. Right. So I mean, it mm -hmm. could be radio. It could be a podcast, whatever. So and for me, it was a movie, actually. I, you know, there was a movie that I a 90s movie that I loved. And I kind of like well, that that could be like kind of my show. But then it morphs. It always morphs. But I, I think copycatting, you know, it probably can get you in trouble because there's so many podcasters kind of right. trying to do the same thing. Right. So I think it is essential that you kind of plan out who your audience is, right? What and is it, and we talk about this all the time, Rob. Is it sustainable? Like, is this something you're going to be able to talk? Right. Is, is it going to be a short run podcast that you're going to talk to a few business owners and entrepreneurs? Or are you going to be happy talking about that for two, three, four, five, ten years, right? About how to launch a business over and over and over and over again. 
So planning's a big deal and, and knowing who your audience is, I guess, goes with that, right? You got to know who you're doing it for, yeah. who, who the content's going to be consumed by. Well, and also, I mean, how knowledgeable are you about the, the subject matter that you're, you're working on? Or is it just a comedy talk show or something like that? I mean, you can go the full spectrum, right? You can have an audio drama, you can create a, you know, a, a true crime podcast. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do now. Um, but but the big thing is you just need to plan what you're going to do, have an idea. It doesn't have to be set in stone because you are going to change it. I mean, th- just just know that right out of the gate that whatever you initially plan for your podcast, you know, two months from that point, uh, it's going to be different. Because, and that is good because what you want it to be is you want it to be unique to who you are as a person, your interests, your desires, and, and what um, – gets you jazzed about getting behind the mic every week. So, so that is the, the key. And just like we talked about in last week's show, you know, personality is huge and you're not going to bring your personality to something you're not passionate about and something that you don't necessarily care about. And you don't have a deep, um, repertoire of, you know, fundamental knowledge about. So that's something to really think about when you plan your content. And obviously the next step after that is you got to think about the quality of your recordings, you know, what kind of microphone you're going to get, how you're going to record it, uh, where you're going to record it and what's the environment of where you're going to uh, record it. And those are all factors that you just need to check off in your head. Um, So whatever you're doing is technically at your level and also, uh, what you feel comfortable with as far as a quality of your, and that sometimes is a, is a toughie, Alex. I mean, is that, I mean, how did you go through that process? Are you talking about the technical, like getting the mic? Well, just, the, yeah. So quality? As you, yeah. As, it, it, as you think about that part of creating a show, um, what did you have to go through? Did you have to test some microphones? Did you have to talk to no. people to find out what the right one to use was? Or what was your process? Do you remember? I absolutely. I started this show. I talk about it all the time using my phone and the phone that I had at the time wasn't that great, but I just used the speaker, um, app and the phone I had was like, it was like a prepaid. It wasn't that good when I started. It was an older phone. Right. And anyway, I finally got a big boy phone, right? So now like the phone that I have, I have a Samsung galaxy. Like most people either have that or an iPhone, just about everybody. Right. Except I think you, Rob, do you still have the Windows phone? <laughs> I do have a Windows phone. You still have the Windows phone? It's, okay. It's, it's slowly becoming um, uh, more and more uh, a possibility that I'm going to change. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, then it'll be an antique. It'll be vintage it'll be antique. An antique, yeah. right? It'll be so, a classic that'll be in the Smithsonian someday, right? It'll, when, it'll be when like when a it VHS. <laughs> It'll be like a VHS or Betamax, you know, cassette, you know, video player that people right. actually would pay a lot of money for now. But well, anyway, I have two of these 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 really powerful smartphones. I I have another one I haven't even used that's sitting in a drawer here, and they're you know. But anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. <laughs> but are they Androids or are they Windows phones? Windows phones. I've got yeah. Two, okay. Well, that's I your problem. One whole <laughs> giant screen Windows phone that I haven't even used. It's all oh, ready to man. go. So if this one this this Microsoft uh, version, it, it's basically like a, a Lumia, right? Um, but it's the latest, it's the latest, latest one, right? It isn't like an old Lumia or something. Oh, like okay. That. Uh, it's got a, it's got a five-inch screen on it, and it's a great phone. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, Microsoft isn't supporting it anymore, and nobody else has these oh. things anymore. So they're, they're a little bit of a relic. I kind of walk around using this, and people like look at me, and go, 
what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would be able to. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just I don't know what the audio quality is on that. I know iPhones have very good audio quality. No, it's uh, actually really, mic? really good. Good. It's got a oh, okay. fantastic uh, camera in it. Uh, it's got fantastic audio. It's got full Windows 10 in it, so you know it's 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 very powerful phone. It's just it just doesn't have all the latest apps, you know that kind of stuff. You're the only one on the planet I know that has a Windows phone. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the, the the good news is that if just you have you a know, modern... I used to work for Microsoft and I used to work on Windows. Phone, I, so, I get it. I get so, it. You just know? so I'm... everybody knows that that's the reason that I have two phones. So, but anyway, I I also have an iPhone too. I just don't use it. So. Anyway, well, ahead. the the iPhone has great recording quality, and it the does. Samsung Galaxy has really good quality. And there, there's an app. I don't know if everyone knows this, but there's a voice recording app just built into Samsung. I think it's like this, at least the six, because I used to have the six. I just recently upgraded. I now have what do I have? The eight, and then there's the nine now. So anyway, right. all of the modern Samsung Galaxies have this recording feature, and it's and I just pulled it up here just to let people know. The simple voice recorder, and it has a interview mode, and the interview mode amplifies the sound from the top and bottom of the device and removes right. sound from the side. So if you're like out on the like, because this has come in handy for me if I have an impromptu interview or I want to interview someone remotely, and I've done full interviews with my phone, you can record on each end of your phone, and it does this tricky thing. It just works. It sounds very good. Now it's not going to sound like a condenser microphone, Rob. You know, we, we get it, but. If but you can you get a condenser microphone for your for your iPhone, though. I mean, I, for your iPhone, and you I can mean, rig you can, up. It, well, no, it's it's like it plugs into that lightning port, and it's right. Like you this can do it for high iPhone. quality directional, high quality directional microphone, and it's fantastic. And Spreaker also has mobile apps, mobile live and recording apps too, called Spreaker Studio. So you can use those as well. So, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Alex, no, no. 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 That's no. That's all I was going to say. So it's easy yeah. to record. Right. Pretty good audio quality without buying a great mic. But again, it's not going to sound like a condenser microphone. That's yeah, all I was right. getting at. But it'll sound so much better than it did just back when I started. I well, mean, even, it, it didn't sound that good when yeah. I started with the phone. I mean, even the the iPhones, you know, white, you know, the white uh, headphones, those have a terrific microphone on them too. I've I've, I've done many shows with people as guests that just were using those those iPhone. The earbuds. I've the, used those the, the too. Earbuds, you know, with that little microphone that's like, you know, four inches down from your, you know, your earphone. So, I've yeah. used those too. But I'm telling you, this yeah. at least on the Samsung Galaxy, when you're doing an interview and use that interview mode or just a regular mic, it, right. it sounds so good because Samsung. I don't. They've just mastered their mic to sound good with their with their app. I, it, it even sounds better, Rob, than when I just use any, like any other – like even Spreaker Studio, it sounds great. But when I use the interview mode because it's using both mics, I, you know, I don't think Spreaker Studio is able to do that. It just sounds know, great. Yeah. So anyway, well, I'm just – So so there's two microphones? What is yes. one One kind of a sound-canceling microphone and the other one is kind of kind of the pickup or – I mean how does that work? Do you, do you when happen you, to know? Yep, there's two microphones on the Samsung Galaxy. There's one at the uh, the um, 
top and bottom. One at the bottom. Oh, interesting. Right. And so it uses them both. So you basically hold the phone, you know, and you're talking directly into the mic. They're talking directly into the mic. But it does this, like I said, I just I just read what it says on the app. It does this noise canceling thing. So like, yeah. like, like you could be on the street and it's not going to pick up a lot of the cars right. and stuff to the right and left of you. Okay. Um, and if you direct it so it's like not pointing towards, you know, external. I'm holding my phone up. It probably sounds weird. Um, <laughs> it just it just works like it sounds like the two of you have separate mics. It's it, it sounds really good. And I was really surprised when I first did it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds even wow. better than like, you know, using like you said, an earbud thing. I've done this. I did this with uh, um, uh, Francesco at Podcast Movement where I had a splitter, used the Spreaker Studio app and had two different earbuds. Right. right. So he could hear it. I could hear it. We both used the uh, the in wire microphone and it uh-huh. sounds OK. I mean, it's OK. But it's not as good as using the uh, built-in Samsung Galaxy app, and I'm sure iPhone has something very similar. That those sound. I don't know if they yeah. have two mics though. I don't, I don't think know. so. I mean, unless I thought that that technology was usually deployed where one microphone was like noise canceling, and the other one was actual pickup. Um, so one was more was a little bit on the listening side. So it, it would basically pick up um, the ambient sound. And then it would transmit that into the software and it would kind of like level that out from the recording. Some of this technology is just crazy complex now that is available in these phones and, and it's only going to get better. So eventually I would think we might be able to just do all of our podcasts off our phones. So, but anyway, um, and then also on the software side, I mean, obviously if you want to do any post-production, you need to get, you know, what's called a wave editor of some sort. And that could be, a, you know, like Adobe Audition, uh, SoundForge, um, Audacity, which is another, that's a free audio editor uh, that you can use to do post-production. So if you want to cut and, and edit and remove ums and ahs or whatever you might want to do, you can use this software to do that. I also recommend uh, a software program called Levelator, which um, will level and compress all your audio into an even listening experience. Sometimes when you record interviews and you paste them into other audio, you know you can have levels that are all over the map. And sometimes that doesn't create a great listening experience uh, for people. And it also gives you the volume that you need uh, since podcast listeners tend to listen in noisy environments sometimes, like on the bus or train or in the car or places like that. So you need to have really good volume level. Um, podcasts that are recorded at fairly low volume levels, um, people turn up their their volume on their playback devices, and sometimes you put it at maximum, and it's still not loud enough to hear it, and that can impact your audience. So uh, I think there's a fair amount of podcasts that run into that problem, and they, they just don't even realize that they have a problem with that. Um, I don't know. Alex, have you had any experience or exposure to that issue as a hindrance to audience growth? I've always... I have had a pretty decent mic since the beginning, since I switched from my phone. I've never switched mics. I have the Blue Spark mics. Not really. Right. But I, I know that people have asked me, like, how do you get um, how do you get your podcast to sound great? Like everyone wants to sound like they have right. a decent show. And there's no real way at, at a certain point to get around upgrading your mic. Like you, you, you have and not just like you might want to spend money on a hundred dollar mic. Sure. But if you spend like 200 bucks on a mic and maybe get a mixer that has a it's called a British EQ where you can dial in the bass and the trebles to make it sync is a little secret a lot of radio people jack up the treble and that's what right. gives it that that radio sound yeah. then, which I do as well it's a trick 
So yeah. and the and you can jack up the mids a little bit as well. The point being, those a EQ with a mixer and a microphone will go leaps and bounds because sometimes people get Robin, you know it, like they get into all these things where they want to buy a separate amplifier and you know something, you know a modulator and all this other stuff, and now you're spending five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollars on this whole setup. Yeah. When if you spend you know two hundred dollars on a like a blue microphone and, and you know there's some good USB ones, but I prefer an XLR connection with the USB mixer. That's just what I like. You, you, you know, and you spend about 300 bucks, right? 400 bucks. Yeah. So, and it'll sound great and it'll last you a lifetime if you buy it, you know, but people sometimes want to go around, uh, and like, I, you know, I, I understand using software. Like for example, you could use something like PreSonos and it's got built in effects and it'll, you know, do all sorts of crazy tri comp and all this. And until you get a decent mic, it's just, you're not going to be able to tweak it enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's my my opinion. People always want, well, because I've talked about this on shows before. Well, I sprinkle a little pixie dust, I call it, right, on it. And that's just basically a little EQ. And you can do a little stuff like like run it through Levelator, like you said. That's right. kind of pixie dustus, right? But yeah. a, a, unless you have a decent mic, you're kind of screwed in the beginning. And well, the, it's, all the, it's, yeah. yeah, it's quality in, quality out. I mean, I mean, whatever your master recording is, it's going to have a big influence on what your final recording that you have playback is. So, you know, these solutions of trying to sweeten based on software is just a bandaid to the, to the right. issue. And oftentimes it doesn't make enough of a difference. Um, what you need to do is get your, your master recording as high quality as you can. And then all that other stuff is just kind of like just worrying about levels and, and things like that, and you don't have to worry about the actual quality of the sound, um, and because oftentimes software can't really fix that. Um, a lot of people try, and and but it, it really doesn't work. So no, um, it's it quality and quality out. So you know you need to have a, a good recording. Now, if you are really starting out on a budget, you know I know that we kind of jumped in and started talking about mixers and expensive microphones. You can start on a more of a budget. That there is a microphone that you get the the um, the ATR twenty one hundred. It's an Audio Technica microphone. It's got um, I've got one sitting here on my desk, and I, I use it all the time. It's got an XLR input and USB, so you have that flexibility to use it with a mixer or use it just directly in your your computer. And those are like eighty bucks. So it's it's a very popular microphone in the podcasting space especially with um, people that are just getting started that don't want to spend two or three hundred bucks on a microphone and it has good enough quality you do have to kiss it when you're uh, building or recording your show you have to get up close on it in order for it to sound really good um, but that's and I wouldn't handle it I wouldn't hold it when you record your show what I would do is I would put it on a, either a boom arm or a mic stand uh, so you're not touching it because it does pick up um, hand um, action on the microphone itself. It, it's not like some of the, you know, like a, like a, uh, sure, uh, a, a SM seven or no, it's a sure at SM 58, uh, which has got a, like a solid steel kind of handle on there that doesn't pick up, um, handle noise. So those are just little, little tips and tricks to do this. And I would also get a foam, uh, filter to put over the, the microphone too. So you, you don't have, uh, pops and, uh, because when you speak into a microphone close up, um, that air pressure difference that comes out of your mouth into the microphone can create kind of popping sounds for the listener. Like on both of my microphones, I, I have foam covers on, on the mics, um, so it doesn't have that issue. 
it's almost like a windscreen almost. Uh, they're called pop filters. Um, but anyway, let's, um, let's, let's move on Alex a little bit and talk about podcast hosting. You know, Spreaker is a podcast host. There's a, a bunch of others out there that you need to sign up for as part of uh, pulling your podcast together. And then, um, I would also determine your first full episode launch date. And I would probably like set that maybe two weeks out or three weeks out or four weeks out in the future and then pull together like a, you know, a promo or preview episode. Uh, and get that published into the feed and start getting it submitted to all of the listening platforms. You know, I'm talking about Spotify, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all of these folks um, to get your distribution established before you actually publish your first full episode. And you can do, and Alex, you know, we can talk about this too, is, is what's that strategy to promote your show once you get that promo in there and and get it in all of these listening platforms before you actually push your first full episode. Alex, did you do that when you launched your show? And what was your experience with it if you did? No, not the XM experience. And I don't think most people do. Most people just quietly upload it into the night where nobody sees it. Right. And most people don't launch. And like that is not even an option anymore. And I'm not saying when I did it, it was easy. I mean, I, I, this is seven years ago now, Rob. So that's a, it was a right. different playing field seven right, years right, ago. Right, right, right. It was a totally different game. So it was easier for me to be discovered and, and get some traction. And, right. I mean, let's not, you know, th- I always thank sure. you. I should thank you. I'll thank you right now. Thank you, Rob, for this show because this gives me more exposure and right. helps me gain an audience. So I saw a pickup, you know, when I started doing this show and some other stuff I've done. But the point, yeah, you can't just quietly launch a podcast anymore. Right. It's just too freaking crowded. There's too many big guys in the game that have millions of dollars in marketing money and you're just, you know, some guy. So if like you said, I, I think that's a great idea. Have like a like a it could be a preview show. It could be a trailer, whatever it is, just to yeah. get it up there and have something out there. So you have your RSS feed, everything and people like know where to go and then promote it because most people, not everyone, but most people has either a, either a Facebook and Instagram or Twitter somewhere where they have social media. Um, or they just have people that they communicate with email, whatever, however you launch, you've got to tell people, like you said, maybe two weeks ahead of time, whatever, it could be a month, but tell people, Hey, my podcast is coming. You know, I hope you come check it out and subscribe. It would, you know, it helped me out because just like uploading it and like to iTunes is, you know, creating an account. It's just, you know, good luck. But I, I just I don't think that works anymore, Rob. I mean, it's a different world out there in podcasting. Well, you can't just uh, make your first full episode your your episode that you get your distribution built with because you basically wasted the episode then because you didn't have your distribution set before you published your first full episode. So most of the platforms require at least one audio file or one episode in order to get even in, in the door, right. right? To get into Apple podcasts, you have to have one episode and I wouldn't waste that first episode, um, on your full episode. I would build it with a preview episode first, get your distribution established, let people know that you're, you're there and you're in all the other listening platforms before you do your big push, right? Of building audience. And that gets you off to a, a better start. It, it's almost like a little bit of a, of a boost and it gives you a reason to start spreading the word about your show, getting people to talk about it. 
um, getting people excited about it, getting people to subscribe to it, frankly, uh, early before you ever publish your first episode. So when you publish your first episode, pow, you got some audience there listening. So I, that's, that's one of the big challenges at the beginning of any, any podcast is, you know, how quickly are you going to grow and how quickly are you going to be able to attract listeners to your first episode? So that's the, that's the key. And then obviously when you're in that prior to launch window, you need to work on pushing the, the, the show promo, like maybe make some artwork that you can put into your, your Twitter feed, your, your Facebook feed, you create a Facebook page or something for your show. Um, maybe push an image into the Instagram platform, uh, maybe embed your audio, um, in that, that post in your Instagram account, um, do some things like that to be proactive about letting people know about, um, the content that's coming and how it might be appealing to them. So, uh, and then when you launch on your first, uh, episode, make a big splash of that, that day, make an event around it. And, um, and we'd love it if you created a live show too, that would be awesome. <laughs> there was another reason to create an event. Uh, it's funny that you say that because when I, I was thinking when I first started podcasting with the Exum experience, right? That was over seven years ago now. And yeah. that I did not launch. I just quietly went into the night. But when it came to live talk, I did a five or six hour marathon. It wasn't even called live talk at the time. I just said, I'm doing a marathon. And I guess it was really the Exum experience. And it was a, a live all day marathon. And I did use the Exum experience, right, to promote that. So the second time around, I guess, Rob, I did do it the right way, right? I promoted it. I told people, hey, I'm going to do this marathon, tune in. And then when people did, I said, this was a success. This was great. I'm glad you guys got, I had a bunch of people call in, a bunch of chat people. I said, maybe I should do this once a week. And everyone said, that's a great idea. So it, it kind of grew. It wasn't planned, but in a way I did pre-launch, you know what I'm saying? Because I was telling people for weeks on the Exum experience, I'm going to do this marathon. Um, I don't recommend doing it that way. Like not really having a plan, right, right. Rob? Yeah. But right. it just worked because I already had the Exum experience audience there to kind of like move over to live talk. So anyway, just thinking about that, like a live show is a little different too, because you've got to tell, like if it's going to be live, they don't show up when it's live. You're going to feel like you, you failed almost. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. Yeah. People could listen to it on demand, but you want that interaction in the chat. Or if you just see that zero people listen to you and you broadcast for an hour and you were live, it's like, what I do wrong? Right. Well, nobody knew you were there type right. of thing. So anyway, that's true. Life has a whole other set of challenges. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know that we, we have time to, no, I get it. I get it to go into detail on, on how to do this live stuff. So, but that that's another a, show that could be a future episode. Yeah. And, and Alex, how important is a podcast name and, or title or whatever you want to call it? Uh, you know, I mean, titles are so powerful and so important in this medium. And it feels like that the big shows or the popular shows are, are, those titles and those names are getting shorter and shorter. And now they're like down to single words, right? You know, like Madonna or, you know, I mean, you start thinking about how, how buzzworthy single word um, uh, titles are these days. I mean, if you can come up with one that's descriptive and communicates it, uh, what your show's about and is catchy, uh, it's also a lot easier to create cover art <laughs> to, to uh to present that too like yours is live talk right that that's two words but that is pretty easy to fit on a cover art image in a bold you know presentation um but it's also 
you know, it's memorable. It's also something that people are more likely to remember. I think some podcasters tend to want to create like long titles and sometimes they're, they're not as easy to remember. Um, and that's, that's important in this day and age when, when, uh, people have short attention spans, uh, it tends to people, um, don't like to remember long things. <laughs> what do you think about that, Alex? I think, yeah, straightforward. I'm just a straightforward kind of guy. Live talk. You know what you're getting, right? I mean, you just know what you're getting. It's live right. talk. That's it. I'm live and you're getting a talk radio or just right. talk in general. Um, and I think that also gives people the idea that, you know, it's your chance to talk live too. Cause I do a call in show, right? You can call in and I take right. Skype calls and all that nonsense. But Rob, it's funny because I was looking at podfest, uh, expo.com the, right. the upcoming one in Florida and I just was going through I know you're on the roster there of uh speakers yep. and I saw one called uh, I saw a woman and but her podcast is copy that pops with Lauren Peterson and I was like I clicked on it and looked her up and everything just because I like the title yeah. copy that pops because I have to write ad copy and stuff for things right so I'm like and I click she's got a great little uh avatar uh, cover art rather so, you know, I just Googled her and clicked on it. And so it works. Right. And I like simple titles. I think you're right. A lot of people will have very long or here, here's the problem. Uh, people are trying to do really clever titles. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's kind of like you have to think too much. And so if I've got to think too much about what like what the title was, oh, it had a clever title, but I don't really remember it. How does that help? Right. With branding. Right. So Right. I think name is very important. I, I, I must say, full disclosure, the Exum experience, I did not come up with that. My friend Carlton did, right? He just said it one. He just said, oh, this is, should be the name of your show. I said, I love it. I, like, perfect. I'm not one to come up with great names. I, I'm not. Live talk, I think I got lucky because it was just so damn simple and nobody had the URL. I don't know, Rob. It, it, it's tough. Like, Spreaker Live Show, I think that's very, like, straightforward and people know what they're getting. I, I mean, I don't think there's any confusion, right? Like, is this going to be a marketing show? Is this going to be about entrepreneurship? You know, no, it's about using the Spreaker Live app. We do talk about, it's morphed, right? First, it was just Spreaker Studio and how to use it. And it's, of course, about podcasting, but they know what they're getting. Right. I mean, it's simple. I like simple titles. Well, I mean, it's also something that I've wrestled with, too, is that having Spreaker in the name gives, it does give the impression that this is kind of like a a program that's all about Spreaker and it's just, you know, it's just a big commercial for, for Spreaker. And, you know, I, I, I hear this on a regular basis that people tune into the show and they, they actually try listening to it. And it's like, they go, wow, this really isn't a commercial for Spreaker. Um, it's, I mean, sure it's, it's brought to you by myself and I work for Spreaker, but really this show is about helping podcasters get better at what they do. Um, it's not, you know, we don't really talk a lot about Spreaker here, um, but you know, I I add it to the conversation as it's relevant. But that's only because you know I'm I'm a little biased and want to present Spreaker as a solution to some of these problems. But um, it's it's really about driving value and information to the the listener. And so that I went through a phase where it's like, well, maybe I should change the name and take Spreaker out of the name and just make it you know like podcast help or something like that, or, or something, uh, a little bit simpler that, that help people get through that hurdle of that. It's just a advertisement for Spreaker and it's, and it's really not. And that's not what my intention is with this show. And I think that's pretty obvious from the content that we do on this show. Cause sometimes we don't, we talk about other things that are not Spreaker related. So, um, 
So I think it's really, really important, um, the, the name, because it, it, it does drive that perceptional agenda of the show. And it also needs to, ideally, it needs to communicate what the topic is, too. Now, granted, Speaker Live Show doesn't really talk about the topic, per se. And I also believe that Live Talk doesn't really talk about the topic. But I also believe that Live Talk, for you, you want to keep it open because you want to be able to talk about a lot of different topics on that show. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't right. want to get pigeonholed. I didn't want to get bogged or tied down to one particular topic because it's current events and it could right. be anything because it's a call-in right. show. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I like the speaker lie. I've always liked the name. I don't I never thought you should change it. But I remember you, well, you, you were can thinking see, about I haven't it. changed it. Right. No. And I, and I remember it was like, I don't think you need to. But, you know, I could understand why you were considering it. Right. Um, I, and I like the fact that it's, you know, more and more people are learning not to put podcast in their show. You right. know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be the, the speaker live show podcast or the live talk podcast or the exit yeah. experience. Pod, just call it the, you know, the name. Right. Um, and if you just briefly, cause I know we don't have a lot of time, but I, this is, this could really help a lot of people. Cause like I said, I'm not really good at coming up with creative names. I get really lucky sometimes and it's like once in a million. Other people can rapid fire off a bunch of really good names. I have a friend like that and I have two friends like that actually. My buddy Sam and my buddy Carlton, they're just good at coming up with names. I say, hey, come up with a name for this thing I'm thinking about. They go, oh, two days later, they're like, how about this? I'm like, perfect. But there are generators that are pretty good that you can use and I know I've used one at Shopify at dot uh, com, uh -huh. and they have a business generator tool. You can put in like, you know, whatever your I don't know what is sewing podcast or, you know, beer podcast or whatever. And it'll come up with a bunch of different combinations just to get your mind going. Um, and then you got to, you know, make sure it's not like, you know, actually being used, but just to get your mind going. Cause I'm the kind of person that needs those kind of sparks of inspiration. And then Rob, I don't know if you've heard of this one, but squadhelp.com They do all sorts of things. It's kind of like, you know, you've seen these sites before, like 99 designs, you can uh, start a contest and people will bid on them. But they have at squadhelp.com like a – and I'm not affiliated with them. These are just tools you can use. No affiliation. But they will help you create like a brand name. So if you have like an idea for a podcast or a, a, a company name even, right, Rob? Anything like mm -hmm. that, you can have a contest and they'll come up and they have some really cool ones. So that's for people who are just like, look, I want to start the pod. There's people like that at like, like me, Rob. They're like, look, I just don't have time for this, right? I, I just want someone else to do it. Here's 50 bucks. You know, I'll start a contest or what? I don't know. I don't know what the cost to start a contest, but some of them are as low as 59 bucks. So, sure. I mean, that's an idea if you're stuck because sometimes, I mean, if you have a, let's say you have a business idea or a business podcast you want to do. I'm sorry, folks. A lot of those ideas, uh, the, the names are gone. Right. <laughs> no, that's true. Another that's true. entrepreneurial something. I mean, they're just gone. The titles are gone and they might, it might even be a dead podcast, Rob. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to do? It's gone. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. It's like and, the main names, you know. I mean, you have to be really, really creative these days with your naming. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really hard. It's not easy, you know. So. And then you want, and then you got to worry too, because then you're going to start worrying about like getting the registering the domain, right. right? Like you might want the domain, you might want the Twitter handle, the, and then if someone else has got all that, you don't want brand confusion. Anyway, I know we're in the weeds here, but that's okay. Um, are, is doing a, sh a show shorter better than longer? Um, I wanted to cover this really quick too because it's part of the, the the topic of coming up with a show. But um, my philosophy is it's as long as it needs to be, and it's as long as it is interesting and entertaining and not boring. And but generally, shows are thirty to fifty minutes long as far as 
the most popular shows. Uh, that that's the, that's the typical range. So if you're trying to make an evaluation of how long your show should be, that's that's the sweet spot. Um, Alex, any thoughts on that, really quick? Yeah, we've talked about this a million times. It, whatever yeah. the length is, I mean, unless you're doing a show that say you say I'm going to be here an hour a night right. or two hours a night, like I've done. Um, but yeah, if it's a on-demand podcast, people aren't going to be offended if it's ten or fifteen minutes short or long. They just don't care. Right, right. They don't even notice most of the time. So, so is it uh, is it important to be creative or descriptive uh, with your podcast? And the reason I say this or even pose this question is that it gets to the heart of um, personality and clarity of message based on what you're what you're trying to do in your podcast. Um, it's in my view, it's ideally best to balance both. Um, it's good. Um, but it's really it's really depending on the content of what you're trying to do. Like we covered last week, personality is key. Um, like um, you know, like what we discussed. So if you want to hear a little bit more about this, go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, but clarity um, in in being descriptive is also very helpful, depending on the type of show that you're doing. Um, and the message um, needs to be more descriptive um for certain type of topics so so you can drive value but if you're doing a show like live talk um you know being it a little bit uh, more creative is probably a better better approach but um but creativity takes listeners on a ride of imagination so so and and i believe that's kind of what live talk is is it's it's an imagination of it's an experience right so you're getting in there you don't know what you're going to experience um, but it's the serendipity of it that you need to play off of. So these are important kind of um, less substantive concepts, but they're but they're important. Alex, any any quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I, just in closing, because I know we're wrapping this up now. Yep. I, most people, I know you, I beat this like a drum, but most people are trying to do something that they've heard. Just tr- just be original. Do something different. What, one thing that I find myself doing, especially with live talk is sometimes I'm like, I shouldn't talk about that or I hold back. Just say it, man. Just say it. Nobody, the, the, the sky's not going to fall in on your head, right? People aren't going to turn in shock and horror and never listen to you again. Trust me. Sometimes I wish they'd go away. So just say it. Just do it. Like, just try something new. Try something different. Don't do what everybody else is doing. You know, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to see another person launching another. I keep hammering these entrepreneurial guys because I keep seeing them launching new ones, right? The, on, how, this, how this guru did this and how that guru – enough already. Like do something different. It, it could be another one of these uh, like documentary style which are very popular right now. Mur- I call them murder casts, right? But those are very popular right now. I enjoy them too. But just do something new. Do something original. Don't just do something because you heard somebody else do it. Right. You're, you're right. you are not going to be the next Alex Jones. There, there's already a niche for that. Right. You are not going to want to be the next Alex. Yeah. Jones. You'd get banned from everything. You get banned from everything. <laughs> you don't, you're not going to be, he just got banned from Roku. I couldn't believe that. Now even Roku, he got deplatformed. It's like, it's yeah. not, it never ends, but right. you, you, you're probably not going to be the next Michael Savage. You know, you're, you're probably not the next Howard Stern. So be something different. <laughs> like just try something right. new. Right. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my parting shot. <laughs> okay. I wanted to mention also that, Podfest Expo is coming up in Orlando in uh, early March, so I'm going to be down there. So Spreaker, and that's that's going to be the next big uh, podcasting event. If you have any interest in going to that, uh, if you want to check it out, go to PodfestExpo.com. And uh, if you happen to a lot be of good at, speakers on that one, man, down in the southeast, uh, down in the 
where it's warm. If you happen to live in the Northeast or in the Northwest, uh, it, it may be a good little vacation trip for you. So go check that out, and we'll be talking more about that as we get a little closer to to March here. But, um, Alex, we did get a couple of uh, comments that were interesting. Jason uh, Rigdon, who's actually from Seattle, who I finally met in person uh, just last week at the Seattle Podcasters Guild uh, event in Seattle. And, you know, he made a comment, what makes a podcast city is the community of podcasters. So, you know, we talked about, you know, the Seattle Podcasters Guild um, coming up uh, in last week's episode, and he's chiming in here. It says, a strong local ecosystem makes for strong shows because people share um, best practices and, and help each other. And that's kind of what happens when you have a community, right? People tend to spend time with each other, talk about what they're doing, and people learn. And it's... Um, it's just like in music, he says, cities with strong uh, connections to music communities produce exceptional bands. And I think that's the same thing will work with podcasting. We just need to start building these communities. And that is exactly what the Guild is trying to do. So, uh, and, and I believe we're seeing this happen all over the, the country right now, and frankly, all over the world, because these kind of things are happening in Spain and in Germany and Australia and things like that. So it's a global phenomenon as well as it is here in the U.S. So if you're a podcaster and you're in a city in the U.S., there probably is a podcast meetup that's going on right in your backyard. So see if you can go, go find it. And go go down and help others and and learn from others and get involved and and help build the community from the grassroots. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for your comment. It was fantastic to to meet you. Uh, we also got another comment. The DMV show uh, wrote us. They said, "Hey guys, I actually started my podcast doing a, a live show roughly two years ago, and it definitely challenged. It, it, it was definitely challenging being." The host, the producer, sound engineer, and everything else. He even swept the floors, I think. Uh, so I never edited anything, and I loved doing it live. Unfortunately, I ran out of material, um, but I am planning to to reboot the show, uh, fine-tune it, and bring it back. And he said, thanks for all the advice. So uh, it's an interesting um, dilemma. Uh, I think uh, a lot of podcasters have that challenge, too, of coming up with a topic that they can keep doing uh, over long periods of time uh, without running out of steam or running out of content. So it it is a challenge and gets back to what we talked about earlier in the show today. Um, and I don't have uh, the DMV show's um, person's actual name. So uh, thank you very much, uh, the DMV show on Spreaker, for writing us and giving us your, your feedback. So uh, it's all it's all great. So, well, thank you so much um, to Alex for doing the show with me today. And thank you for listening to the Speaker Live Show. It's always great to have you with us on this ride into the world of podcasting. So um, come back and spend some time with us next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. And you're certainly welcome to send me an email, Rob at Spreaker.com. That's with an R. And uh, you can find us at SpreakerLiveShow.com. Uh, in between, you can get us on our app on iOS and Android. Um, go go sign up. And if you want to leave a comment on the SpreakerLiveShow.com page, um, that's probably a great place to, to reach. And that's where I pull a lot of the, the comments that we talk about on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll um, check out next week with you. Thank you so much. 